Welcome to the Online Course Masters show where you'll learn how to create and sell your very own online courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and as always, I'm with Jeremy Deegan, and today we're excited to dive into another great topic about course copy, your titles, your subtitles, your descriptions, and how to write them properly. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for the full show notes to view the video version of this episode and to see an archive of all our past episodes and guests. And while you're listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button and take a moment to leave a review, which helps us reach an even larger audience and continue to put out this type of content for free for all of you to enjoy. So Jeremy, welcome back to the show and how's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's uh Beautiful day here in Southern California when we're filming, but it's supposed to rain later on, actually, which is is good for us here in SoCal. So, oh, nice. uh, is it? Uh, how's the weather over there on the other side of the U.S.? It's actually a little chilly this week. Um, oh, we got good. like a we got a big storm the past couple of days, and it, the temperature just dropped. So, uh, you know, for us Floridians, it's down to like the seventies right now, and we're freezing. <laughs> <laughs> that that's funny because I woke up today and it was like cold inside and then everyone who lives anywhere else where it's colder is going to think we're such wimps but I looked at the thermostat and it's like 72 and I'm like man it's cold in here <laughs> is it is it wrong of me to turn up the thermostat <laughs> uh but hey my wife's pregnant and if she feels cold I'm going to turn up the heat so that's actually part of the fun fact today to share with the audience just to share a little bit about what our family life looks like so people can get to know us a little bit more uh share what what's your family look like nowadays <laughs> so uh we got a pretty big family i have my wife that uh we've been married for quite a few years and i've known her for a long long time so um she's great and then we have two kids i have a older seven-year-old boy and a younger four-year-old daughter and and they're a blast to have and and watch them grow and uh then we've also got our extended family i've got a uh a white German shepherd and then uh, two cats and nice. an actual outside cat that we feed. So <laughs> it's a pretty big, pretty big family around here. Man, well, we're going to have like the same size family then because I'm with my wife, Isabel. We've been together. We just passed our third wedding anniversary, but we've been together for almost, what is it, almost nine years now, or maybe we just passed nine years, and uh, we've got two babies on the way, twins, two boys, and then we've got our dog and two cats as well. So, <laughs> wow. Man. So so if you're creating an online course, you need to have kids, cats, dogs. <laughs> no, That's joking. the key to success. Uh, <laughs> it does make you work harder, for sure, having like yeah. the responsibility of kids. I mean, I don't really know yet, because I don't have actual kids yet they're on the way but it has kind of changed my mindset of like wow yeah this is like serious i'm gonna have to like and my wife's not planning on going back to work for a little while i mean with twins it's gonna be so like a lot of work and mm -hmm. it's not worth it for us anyways to pay someone we'd rather spend the time ourselves with the kids at home and it's like wow i'm gonna be the person in charge and they got to make sure all the bills are paid pay for insurance ourselves, and because it's not going to come through my wife's work anymore so mm -hmm. uh, yep. luckily I'm in a position to do that but it's a, a lot of pro responsibility yeah for sure and it definitely uh, lights a fire under your butt because 
uh, once we had the kids, my, like you said, my whole mindset changed on my priorities and responsibility and stuff. So it's great. It's a good thing, but, uh, you know, this, this is for everyone. And, uh, what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about, uh, course copy. So this is your titles, your subtitles and your descriptions. And this, uh, I'm kind of using Udemy as sort of the template, but a lot of other platforms use the same structure. You'll have a title, subtitle, and then sort of a description of your course. So we're just going to go through each of those and talk about sort of tips, best practices, and go through some examples of uh, what works, what might not work, and just try to help you out if you are either done recording your course or you're getting it ready. Sometimes I like to actually write this stuff out beforehand, knowing that it might change a little bit later, but it also helps me come up with sort of a good course outline as well, or I can use my course outline to sort of write out my course description. And But especially with the title, it might take some time and some uh, you might change some things and you might even change your title after you publish the course. And um, I think let's get straight into the course title and some tips for that. And I'll just say, I think that brings up one tip that I just thought of is don't necessarily be have like one title that you think you're going to stick to. And that means when you're recording your course, I actually shy away from saying the exact course title because it might change. Um, in the past, I... I freak, I... I'm trying to think of, oh, I remember my first course, I think I called it Video Editing 101, mm-hmm. which I thought was a cool title. But then I've learned that Video Editing 101 is is neat, but if I'm teaching a specific video editing application like Final Cut Pro, then that should be more of the course title. And so throughout the course, when I'm saying Video Editing 101, and then later when I change the title to Final Cut Pro Video Editing, then it might be a little awkward for students. So you might want to think about while you're recording your course, just being more general, saying, hey, this is a video editing course. This is a course on Final Cut Pro, whatever you want to say, um, because you might change that title later on. Do you have um, what what tips come to mind for choosing a title yourself? Yeah, that's. That's a good one. I ran into that m- mistake on my first course too, um, changing the title. And then it gets a little tricky because then you really have to go through and change um, you know, a lot of stuff, especially mm-hmm. if you reference it like in the videos, like you said, uh, it can become a problem because it creates a disconnect between the student and what you're talking about. Um, but, you know, um, like you said, titles are important. It might not be on you to me uh, if you have a blog or maybe even even in an email, it might be something that you're calling the course. Um, so if it's online, uh, you want it to be keyword friendly. Um, now, you don't want to just cram it with keywords. Just say video production, DSLR, lighting, you know, I mean, it's got to make, it's got to make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, online, everything is basically a search engine. You know, Google is a search engine. Udemy is also a search engine. Um, so when you're creating your title, you want to make sure that you are putting proper keywords in there that people who are looking for your course are going to find it because it's something that those search engines are going to look for when trying to put, uh, the search, uh, answers with whoever's looking for those. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might, you might call it the, um, video production class for beginners, where if your course is on video production, you do have that keyword in there. Um, so I would say, you know, keywords is probably an important one. Uh, what do you think? 
Yeah, totally. I think that's kind of like the first step actually is you need to have the keyword in there, especially if you're on Udemy or Skillshare or one of these other marketplaces where the key to success is showing up in the search results. Um, if you have sort of a general, and we're going to talk more about this, having sort of more of a brand name versus the keyword base name, it might not show up as well um, on Udemy. And so like, for example, my I'm looking at my Premiere Pro video editing course. It's called Premiere Pro CC for Beginners Video Editing in Premiere. And so I actually use the keyword twice in there, and I don't think you necessarily have to do that. And sometimes you can be penalized, depending on the search engine, for cramming keywords in there. Um, but including the keywords Premiere Pro and video editing in there was important for me because those were two keywords that people might be searching for to find this kind of class. And so that's basically what you're doing is thinking as a student, what are people going to be searching for to actually find this specific class? And we're always trying to match the viewer's expectation or the student's expectations. And so if this class was just called video editing 101, like my first class was, and then someone comes to the landing page, maybe even they buy the course and then they realize this is a Premiere Pro class, they don't use Premiere Pro, then they're upset because they're in a class that doesn't work for them. That's bad. So you want to make sure that, especially if you're teaching a specific sort of application or, or really anything specific, include those specific keywords in there. Um, I'm looking at my other classes, uh, Photography Masterclass, Your Complete Guide to Photography. That's been my best-selling class, and that's that title has worked. And you can see kind of I have a s similar structure for all of most of my courses. It's sort of the main keyword, like Photography Masterclass or Premiere Pro CC. And then there's sort of an addition to it, which sort of is an encompassing description of the class that is... It just kind of like gives it like a little bit of, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but a brevity or it kind of uh, describes what the class is, a complete guide uh, right. or learn from A to Z. And that can be a, you can talk about the benefit of the class more than just right. the keyword, which is important, but you only have a limited amount of space in your title, especially on Udemy. You don't have like, a, you can't write a complete you know, sentence or paragraph for your title. So you have to balance your keywords with having a benefit. But what, when I talk about benefit, what, what am I talking about? What is a benefit compared to the keyword in your opinion? Well, um, you know, we always talk about, we want to have the student, you know, reach a goal, something that they're trying mm -hmm. to achieve. And so the benefit of the, the course is being able to achieve that goal um, versus just like, you know, saying, uh, so for instance, my, you know, the video production course, if I just called it video production course, yeah, it has the keyword in there, but you're not really speaking to the student or explaining to them what they might be able to do in this course or achieve in this course. Yeah. So um, you might say, um, video production, uh, for, uh, to become a, uh, YouTuber, you know, success or something like that, mm -hmm. where you're actually explaining to them what they're going to get out of the course, um, I think is very important because, uh, you know, title is one of the things that when it's put up against other courses, it's going to be a determining factor of having someone click on that. They have to go mm -hmm. through a process. They have first have to find 
your course along with others or by itself. And then it has to grab them enough to want them to click on it and view that further. And typically we do that with the course image and with the title. So yeah. I feel like the title is very important uh, to make sure that it's it's something that people want to click on. So you don't want to just call it a, a keyword or something bland like um, cooking course or baking course. You want to mm -hmm. have it be uh, you know keyword friendly, but also have uh, things in it that the student's going to take from that. Um, now, you also mentioned uh, creating a, a brand versus mm -hmm. general keywords. Uh, can you describe that more? Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so yeah. I guess one of the first examples that comes to mind is Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. And he's created a couple different courses himself. One is Smart from Scratch. One is Power Up Podcasting. And Smart from Scratch, if you... If I tell you smart from scratch and you don't know anything about Pat, Pat, Pat Flynn, what do you think that's on? I don't know. Maybe how to become a better student, um, how to bake you know, cookies from scratch. Who knows what you <laughs> think that course is on? And right. that's not keyword friendly. So that's not going to show up in a search engine that well. But because Pat is so large and he has this audience of his own, he's not depending on showing up in search results to sell his course. Mm -hmm. So that's more of like the brand identity. But you can also do this on Udemy or other marketplaces. And I've seen other people do this. Um, Jonathan Levy, who I interviewed in the podcast very early on, he has the Become a Superhuman series of courses. And so he has a, a course on health. He's got a course on growing your business. He's got all these different on learning and speed reading. And they're all branded as Become a Superhuman. And then the course like description, health class or whatever it is. Another person that that reminds me of is Tim Ferriss with his four hour work week. Now he's not doing courses, but he's doing books. He's got the four, uh, he's got the health clock book. He's got the, what are all his, his books? He's got a few uh, cooking, yeah, the, the four hour work week and then four, four hour, hour body for our body. Yep. Yeah. And then there's like one other cooking one, I think it is, yeah, but and they so, all have that four hour in it. So he's tying those together. Yeah. Uh, and so, so it's creating that brand. It helps people uh, know you better, know your brand better, and and tie those things together. Yeah. So, in Pat Flynn's instance, um, you know, in case you don't know him, his his website is the Smart Passive Income. Mm -hmm. So he used the smart in that course because it makes people realize that that's coming from him and it's tying his brand together. Smart Passive Income, smart from scratch. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to know that that is a Pat Flynn course based on the, the words that he chose there. Yeah, totally. And then just really quickly back to having this benefit. One example of mine, one of my recent courses that I think I, I did pretty well with this is my YouTube marketing course. Mm -hmm. And I could have just called it the YouTube marketing course. And that would sh might show up well in a search engine, but that doesn't give someone a, a reason to click on that course compared to other classes. And so I add the benefit, which is grow your business business with YouTube. And so mm -hmm. it's the YouTube marketing course, grow your business with YouTube. I think it's grow your business with YouTube or grow your business with videos. Um, right. But that's the benefit that is really the reason why someone is taking that class. But no one's going to be searching 
grow your business or grow your business with YouTube, they're going to be searching just for YouTube or maybe just YouTube marketing. And we know this because actually with Udemy specifically, we have the marketplace insights that we can search for a keyword and or a topic and see what people are actually searching for when they buy those classes. And so when I created that course, I knew people were searching for YouTube and YouTube marketing Mm-hmm. So you can use that kind of keyword research to come up with the title, the names or the words that are in your title, which you should actually be doing um, not just on, on Udemy, but on Google Keyword Planner or any other keyword tool that you're using. Now, let's uh, we're talking a lot about me and my courses, but let's just look at a, an example. I'm on Udemy and I'm searching for marathon because that's a keyword that I think... Um, someone would be searching for if they want to run a marathon. And I just want to kind of go through the courses that show up and see what is working, what's not working, and why the course that's ranked number one might be ranked number one. Now, marathon running isn't a hugely popular topic. There's only 10 courses on Udemy's search results for now. Um, But the first one is titled, Run Your First Marathon with Confidence. So he's got the, and this is Simon Scotting. He's actually, he was also an, a guest of the podcast. He's taking some of the skills he's learned from the podcast to, to heart. And he's got the highest rated and top ranked marathon running course. And so he's using that keyword marathon, but he's also got the keyword run. And then he's adding sort of not a benefit, but sort of a descriptor for the course of with confidence, which I think and first marathon. So he's targeting a specific audience with that title, run your first marathon with confidence, which if I'm a brand new runner running my first marathon, that kind of title calls out to me compared to maybe just, you know, the, the complete marathon course or the, you know, the online marathon running course. Are there any other things you're seeing? Are you looking at the marathon results? Anything that's popping out to you? I actually um, went into insights as you were talking about it, and I just wanted to see what we had there. So marathon isn't a keyword that Udemy Insights shows. but So I typed in the next thing that I would think of, not knowing a whole lot about it, which would be running. And so running pops up as a keyword topic in the insights tool. And the first search topic is running, and then the second is marathon. And then the third is running fitness. So Mm -hmm. by doing a little bit of research, you can find out, like you said, things that people are actively searching for, and you can include those uh, in your title. So you could say something along the lines of, you know, uh, whatever the marathon course is, and then have uh, how to to be better at running long distances or something Mm -hmm. of that nature, where I'm taking the two top keyword searches and I'm inputting those into that title. But again, you want to write to the student. You want to make sure that you are, it, it makes sense to them and it's giving them that benefit of, of what they're want, wanting to achieve. Um, I wanted to also add another part of that kind of side benefit thing is talking to the person that you're actually trying to teach. And we've talked about this before. Um, you might want to talk to beginners or you want to talk about marathon running um, for people who are, you know, uh, a certain, s- uh, s- section of people, you know, yeah. mar- marathon for nerds. Uh, I forget the website. Maybe you can remember, uh, there's a, a nerd fitness yeah. or something like that nerd fitness. Yeah. Which, which was a, a website created 
to get nerds fit. And I think that that's a great branding strategy because you're talking specifically to that type of person. We did that again. We've talked about this with our Canva and Photoshop for Entrepreneurs course. Mm -hmm. Um, So we put that in the title. So even in the title, they can instantly know that it's for them. Uh, uh, Canva for Entrepreneurs and then whatever else we added to the end, you know, how to create graphic design for a business or whatever. So you're, you have all those elements. You're, you're saying a title that makes sense, something that's catchy. Um, you're putting those keywords in and you're, you're kind of tying those things together. And in a way we created a little mini brand there because we have our Canva for entrepreneurs class. Mm -hmm. Now we've got our Photoshop for entrepreneurs. Maybe in the future we can create another course, video production for entrepreneurs, and we can also tie all those things in together. Yeah. I like that. One thing that came up that I was thinking about when you're talking about the keywords for like the topic running, though, is you have to think about what that keyword actually can be applied to. When you search for just running in Udemy, the top course is about running a web development business. Uh-huh. And there's several that are about running a business or running, um, yeah, running business, running a web design business, running a mobile app dev business. And so when you are, if you're creating a class about running, I would not call it just the running class. You got to think about (laughs) what other things are people thinking about when thinking about actual physical running. So maybe it's the running fit, a fitness fit class, or it's running a marathon class or Mm. running a 5k class, whatever it is that gives it a little bit more um, specificity to people who are looking for that type of running class. And right. then the other thing is that on Udemy, the search engine, um, I don't know if it's, per. It, well, I don't think any search engine is perfect, but really depending on like the specific word, it can change a lot. So mm-hmm. if you type in running versus run, for example, a, co- a course might not even appear. So for example, when you type in marathon, that one from Simon Scotting, run your first marathon with confidence, shows up as the first result. But when you mm-hmm. type in running a marathon, his class is the seventh or eighth result because he doesn't have that keyword running in the title. And if you can't fit it in the title, uh, which you might not be able to, or you might not just not want to because his title, Run Your First Marathon with Confidence, is good, that's when you kind of move on to the subtitle, which is what we can talk about next. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can add other keywords that are related to your course and other versions of keywords like run and running that apply to your class. Um, so I feel like for me, the, the subtitle is even more where you talk about the benefit of the class. Uh, you're trying yeah. to hook in the viewer and try to get them um, interested and excited. At the same time, uh, it's including other keywords that or key phrases that someone might be searching for related to that topic. Yeah, and real quick before we go into the subtitle, you made me think of something else too about what you were saying with the keyword researches in the title specifically is that um, on Udemy, the platform, I've noticed while doing my research that having other keywords is also going to populate a lot more search results, um, Mm -hmm. which can also hinder you because you might be adding a lot more than you anticipate. So for instance, I have a Canva course. Um, Canva isn't a very popular term. It's a, it's a brand. And I don't know other than canvas, uh, there isn't a lot going on there. So if someone types in Canva, 
they might only get, you know, a, a couple pages of search results because Canva just isn't a very popular term. Now, if I'm creating, say, a C-sharp programming course, I might just want to call it C-sharp, you know, for dummies or C-sharp, you know, whatever course, because when I type in C-sharp programming and I add programming into that course, now the search engine is actually looking at C-sharp as a, as a keyword and programming as a title. And because programming is such a broad topic, it brings up a lot more pages. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I can't say that that is an actual result, but I just know that doing my research in the past, I've seen that happen where adding in more keywords, you got to be careful with because if it's very uh, broad, like running, like you said, it could actually pull in more results than you're anticipating. Yeah. Um, so going on to the subtitle now, Again, the subtitle is something that you could find uh, if you have a blog post and you're talking about the course, or maybe you have a sales page of your own. You have your own Thinkific or Teachable page, and you have the main title of the course. But then the next thing is what we would call a hook, something that's going to the the title kind of just grabs their attention, and then the hook really like pulls them in and makes them want to take that course. Now on Udemy and other platforms, you can actually have a subtitle that will show up on your landing page or sales page on that marketplace. Um, so what are some tips that you want to keep in mind when you're writing a good subtitle? I think it's just um, don't just keyword, fill it with a bunch of keywords. You want to make it a more of a complete thought. Um, so for me, um, I'll give an example of an Adobe Illustrator class that we just released. And our subtitle is learn Adobe Illustrator, CC, graphic design, logo design, and more with this in-depth, practical, and easy to follow course. And so again, you see that I'm using the keyword Adobe Illustrator CC again. And I think for Udemy, this generally works well to include the main keyword, both in the title and the subtitle. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't want to stuff keywords but on udemy at least for now that seems to be what's working uh, but i also included those other keywords such as graphic design logo design which people might be searching for and they might want our course but then we're adding sort of the descriptor of this is an in-depth practical and easy to follow course giving them a reason for why this course might be good for them if i just left it as learn adobe illustrator graphic design logo logo design and more then that doesn't really give them a good reason to enroll in this particular class. But maybe someone's looking for something that's easy to follow and practical. Um, another example is a photography class that I taught with my friend Anthony. And part of the subtitle is tell a better story with your photography. So we are kind of Mm -hmm. reaching out to people who, you know, that's not keyword friendly at all. Tell a better story uh, with your photography. But we're trying to get at people who are street photographers or who just want to improve their photography in that way. Um, one other example of adding more keywords that people might be searching for is our digital marketing class. And our keyword or our subtitle is learn digital marketing to grow your business. 
and then we have a colon and then it's social media marketing facebook seo youtube email marketing and websites <laughs> now in this subtitle we did include just a lot of keywords that people would be interested in since this is a digital marketing master class though we wanted to give that idea of this being on all of the major types of digital marketing you might be interested in and that's why we included facebook seo youtube email marketing etc and one thing that we did that we updated on this title after launching it was before we put this key phrase social media marketing in the subtitle i think we had something like maybe we included like twitter or instagram but we realized that those keywords weren't as beneficial as showing up in the search results for the key phrase social media marketing again using the udemy insights we saw that social media marketing itself is a very popular topic and while our course is about digital marketing most of it or a lot of it is about social media marketing but because we didn't use that exact key phrase it wasn't even showing up in the search results for mm -hmm. social media marketing or maybe it was but on page seven eight nine which at that point doesn't matter simply by updating our key our subtitle including that key phrase social media marketing along with i think putting it throughout the description and um, in some of these the section headers now it's ranking on the first page of the social media marketing keyword nice. uh, which is just a simple change that we did uh, but after doing a little bit of research um, and seeing which keywords would be best for this course nice i was um i was pulling up some of mine just to see what what i've created in the past and you know one thing you want to keep in mind too is you you might want to change these and test things um a big part of creating online courses online business in general is testing to see what works so yeah. changing out keywords changing out titles now you got to give it some time and yeah. there's no great way to split test on udemy so you got to also be careful that you don't take your uh, your search results but you do want to try different things and, mm -hmm. and see if if you can make changes and document when you make them and you see an increase in sales or reviews or what have you uh, maybe that was a change for the better so I'm looking at a couple of mine I have my uh, Photoshop effects course so this one was pretty keyword intense and uh, I wasn't going just for Photoshop I was looking for Photoshop effects because mm -hmm. uh, ranking for Photoshop is is pretty hard and this course was spe specifically on creating certain effects inside of Photoshop. So I'm talking uh, directly to that benefit and I'm using those keywords, Photoshop effects, and then I have a hyphen and then I called it create stunning photo effects. So there I, I'm telling them exactly what they're going to learn. And I'm also giving them two different keywords I'm looking for, Photoshop effects and photo effects. Mm -hmm. And then for a subtitle, I use the keywords again, create Photoshop effects from scratch and then uh, the second sentence, and this is something else you might want to think about, is maybe what they're doing in the course. So I said, make popular photographic effects in Adobe Photoshop by doing practical projects. So that's something else that you can do is telling them something that they're actually going to do in the course. Um, I know a lot of courses, even some of your courses, will say something along the lines of uh, create 12 projects um, in digital marketing. Uh, and, Excuse and me, Apple. my dog. Ashby, be quiet. We're recording a podcast. Okay, hold on. I think we're gonna have to pause. Ashby, right, I'm still recording. Though. We'll be right back. Are you? <laughs> 
going there. Oh, I can't wait to see the way the waveform on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Hey, there's nothing going on. Hey, nothing going on. You got startled. Oh man. All right. All right. I, okay. I know. I, I know where to pick up. Okay. Ashby. <clears throat> you good? I think so. Ashby, go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> Okay, let's rock and roll. We'll just kind of splice it in somehow. Yeah, I, I think I know where to pick up here. Okay, I, I believe. Hopefully, it's it's before then. Are you ready? Yep. So then, my second sentence is: make popular photographic effects in Adobe Photoshop by doing practical projects. So I know that in a lot of courses, even some of your courses, you will say something along the lines of create uh, 10 uh, video editing projects so you can tell them what they're actually going to be doing in the course, mm -hmm. um, which I think is pretty cool because, it, it's again, it's a hook. You're trying to get them to want to buy into your course and by showing them that uh, you know, we're not just doing one little project. We're actually going to show you 10 different variations of this project. Or we're going to tell you specifically, you know, this isn't a baking class, but you're going to learn how to bake uh, chocolate chip cookies mm -hmm. with sprinkles on top or something of that nature where you're really diving into what that student is going to be learning, I think, is uh, pretty important. Um, and I then... Yep, go ahead. I think I would just say, like, also look, do a search. You should do this for your title and your subtitle. Do a search for the keywords you're thinking about using and see what other classes show up. Uh, use their subtitles as inspiration and see how you can differentiate yourself. How can you make yourself sound, your course sound more interesting and more beneficial, easier to learn, quicker to learn? It depends on what your class is. Is your class super quick? And that's a, sort of a subtitle or a hook I've seen a lot of people use where mm -hmm. you can learn all of these skills in one hour, one hour. or yeah. you know, become a master in you know, the, ne <laughs> the next week. And uh, so, excuse my dog barking in the background. Um, but that's another thing I would do is do a search on Udemy online elsewhere just to see what other people are using yeah. for their, their keyword or for their titles and subtitles as well. And I wanted to um, also make a note here too: use the reviews and the feedback to change these things as you go throughout your course process. So I have my GarageBand course and I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking to myself, I should probably change this because I created this course some time ago and I had some thoughts of how I wanted the course to go and I called it GarageBand Masterclass. And then the subtitle says, learn GarageBand for music and audio production. So that's what GarageBand can be used for. And it makes sense to the normal person. However, when you get into the course, you realize that the course doesn't really dive into like music theory. It does. Mm -hmm. I'm not really explaining how to create songs. I'm really more showing the fundamentals of the program and how it works so that people can use it. And I feel like I could do better on that title and being specific with who I'm talking to and not making them think that maybe they're going to learn how to write music in this course. But this course is more of a technical course of showing how to use that program. So I would say something to keep in mind is as you go through this 
uh, use, you know, your reviews and feedback from students and uh, different things like that to really get an idea of, of how you can make it better. Uh, I wanted to throw in real quick, um, when we're talking about titles and subtitles, if you look online for uh, the keywords headline analyzer, there's a link from CoSchedule. Um, this is for blog posts, and I wouldn't use this as your definite title, but it does help you look at your titles and kind of see how you could write them better. Um, yeah. And it'll kind of look at the keywords and how it's written and different things of that uh, nature. So it's coschedule.com forward slash headline hyphen analyzer. If you plug that in, maybe take your title or your subtitles and pop those in there and just kind of see what they would say. Uh, again, it's not perfect and it's not the end all be all of headlines, but it is a, a cool tool that kind of helps you um, understand how to write better, you know, titles and, and subtitles. And that, yeah, that's a great tip. And before we get on to the descriptions and summaries, uh, one thing, again, this kind of goes back to the headline or the main title, but also throughout, um, I kind of mentioned it before, but you want your viewer's expectations to be matched. And so even if your core subtitle um, using keywords will get a bigger audience, be careful about that. And I'm specifically thinking about versioning of courses and so, for example, I have my Premiere Pro CC class, which was one version. I also had my Premiere Pro CS6 class, which is the older version. And for a while, I just called that the, a Premiere Pro class before I had the CC version, the newer version. And I was getting a lot of students enrolling, but they were finding out that it wasn't the updated class mm -hmm. and they were having a really hard time with it. And that led to worse reviews. So mm -hmm. in that instance... Um, I changed the title to include the key, the keyword CS6 uh, or the key, the letters I guess to make sure people knew exactly what version I was using in that class. Um, so that's really important if you are creating classes on specific versions of yes. an application, include that and don't try to get or trick students. I think that's generally what you should do or not do throughout all of this is don't try to trick people to get in your class. That's not going to end up working well for you. Uh, one other quick note too is uh, while you're listening to this, head over to the Facebook group. Just search for Online Course Masters or go to onlinecoursemasters.com and click on the community button at the top. Join the Facebook group and every week we post the, the, the link to this episode and we start a conversation about this topic and we really want to get you involved. And so if you have any ideas for writing better headlines or questions about it and how we can help you or how the rest of the community can help you. We're going to have a thread each week for each of these episodes. So make sure you head over there, join the group and start participating uh, so you can carry on the conversation while this episode is going and afterwards. So moving on to sort of the last topic for this episode, which is lecture titles, description, the rest of the description of the course um, I mean, I think kind of like the main, main ideas, again, use keywords, but any other sort of strategies that you found work or didn't work for your descriptions? Yeah. So when, when we're talking about titles, we're talking about subtitles, that's 
grabbing their attention, that's creating a hook to kind of get them in. Then when you get into the descriptions or say the summary of the course, you're really giving them a lot more information about what's going to be in that course. Um, so these are typically a little longer. They might be a paragraph to a couple paragraphs. Um, you don't want to just, you know, write a whole book, but you do want to give them more information about what they're going to learn, what the transformation is going to be about, uh, mm -hmm. what is going to be included in the course. Maybe you can talk about different things. Are there practice activities? Um, maybe you can include things, especially like in the summary of the course or the description of the course. Uh, maybe you have reviews from prior students talking about that course. Um, this works really good on Udemy and off of Udemy. If you have a sales page mm -hmm. for your own hosted course, um, you want to have social proof. And this is probably a little more important off of Udemy because on Udemy, we have built-in social proof with students and reviews. But if you are uh, hosting your own course and you create your own sales page, there's no social proof for other people to know mm -hmm. Are other students liking this course? So one thing that you can do and usually want to get consent when you do this is to talk to someone who will uh, give you a review or talk about your course. And then you can include that in the summary or sales page or landing page of your course um, for some of that social proof. You know, someone saying, hey, I took this course. This is what I learned from it. And it really helped me out. Um, so, you know, they're going to be a little longer. You got to use good grammar and punctuation. I don't know on Udemy if these get read thoroughly, but yeah. you still want it to look nice and professional. Uh, don't make it one, you know, 5,000 word paragraph just yeah. all jammed together. I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can use things like bold copy and italics and headlines and different size fonts, maybe not on Udemy, but off of Udemy to kind of break it up and just make it look, you know, pleasing, easy to scan, easy to read and really go through some more of the details of what's included in that course. So that's kind of some of the things things that come to my mind when we're talking about descriptions and summaries. What uh, Any ideas that you've got? That well, I, I think that just off of what you said, definitely make it long enough to include your keywords. And uh, I've seen people's descriptions that are a paragraph long. I would say it should be more than that. And it's not just for on Udemy. It's also for off Udemy. Google is looking at these course landing pages and that's where a lot of the traffic to Udemy courses comes is from a regular Google search. So make it long enough to include enough keywords and information for Google to find it. Like you said, uh, at Udemy Live last year, this isn't the main reason why someone's going to buy a course. Actually, I remember they had an analysis of landing pages and what parts of the landing page people use to determine if they're going to buy a course or not. And like the title was like number one. I think the subtitle was really high up there. The promo video was really high up there. But the description was one of the last things people actually read. But it's not necessarily there for people, all the students to read. It's there for the search engines to read and for anyone that wants to. Um, one thing that, one tip I would suggest is talk specifically to the student. Mm -hmm. One thing that I like to do for all my descriptions is talk about like try to hook them in the first sentence of the description uh, for example i'll say something like um, if you want to learn adobe illustrator cc this is the perfect class for you or for my podcasting podcasting class it's you want to start a podcast right this is the perfect course for you 
um, and kind of talking and trying to t- engage directly with the viewer. And there's been studies that show that if you use those words you in the description of a sales page, it does attract the person a little bit more. It catches their attention a little bit more. So that's kind of my other um, tip is to kind of talk directly to the student. And really, this is your place to answer all of those questions, those doubts that someone might have if they're thinking about enrolling in this class. So This is where you list out all the key things someone will learn, even though this might be in the outline of your course itself, which is on a Udemy landing page down below. Someone can see the entire curriculum. I still include all the key sort of topics that someone Mm -hmm. learns. And usually those are the sections of the course, but also maybe some of the individual lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk about what they get with the course. So how many hours is the course? Uh, They get a certificate at the end. There's the also any bonuses that I have, so any downloads, activities, anything like that. Um, I talk about on Udemy and on my own site, the 30-day 100% money-back guarantee. So mm-hmm. just trying to um, quell any sort of issues that someone might have when, when enrolling in a class. Um, and like all of this, I think the best thing to do is just to look at other descriptions, look at the best-selling courses for your mm. category and see what they're doing. Uh, usually the ones that are doing well have a longer description uh, that covers a lot of information. In terms of sort of lecture titles, um, again, I think this helps with SEO, but it also needs to be very beneficial for the student when they're taking the course. Um, I've seen some courses where the section titles are literally just like part one, part two, part three. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily help the student and it doesn't help with SEO at all. So when I'm writing section titles, I'm thinking about like what is someone, what is the top main topic of this section that someone's going to be searching for on YouTube? And so for like our podcasting class, let me look and see what our some of our section is. It's getting started with podcasting, recording your podcast, editing your podcast, preparing and hosting your podcast files. And notice that we're including that keyword podcast in all of those sections. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to do that and it might not make sense, but for this class, it kind of made sense to include the keyword podcast in most of those section headers um, and kind of same yeah. thing for this lectures as well. In that instance, you're you're including secondary keywords too, which are keywords that you could possibly end up ranking for also. So yeah. uh, you mentioned recording, you mentioned editing. Those might be things that people are typing in also. You know, um, They might type in recording and maybe they have a podcast in mind, but they, they didn't think to type in podcasting. Well, your course might actually show up for that. So I think that um, that's a cool technique, like you said, because it really helps you add in some of those additional keywords and reemphasizing, you mentioned your digital marketing course where social uh, media marketing uh, might be a big, big topic. Also, a secondary keyword from your main mm-hmm. keyword. Uh, so, you know, your one section might be uh, social media marketing. So you're hitting that keyword again in that section. Yeah, totally. Um, I think the last thing is on Udemy specifically, we have the lecture descriptions. So for each individual lecture, you have the space to include some information about that lecture itself. And I don't, to be honest, I don't spend a lot of time writing out a long paragraph for each 
each lesson, but I do include at least one sentence about that lesson. And mm-hmm. a lot of people skip this. And I'm not, I don't have the science necessarily to back, to back this up, but I'm assuming that because that information does appear on the landing page, it will help with the ranking of the course, not only in Udemy, but also on, on other search engines like Google. So definitely in, write out lecture descriptions. And like you said, these are those secondary keywords or those third keywords that people might be searching for. And then they find your class and it's they might not be searching for that class, but once they find the class, they might realize it's something they're interested in. Uh, so definitely take the time to write out your lecture descriptions on, on Udemy. Yeah, I've taken a, a pretty basic approach in there and more of the side of SEO than, than like you said, I, I don't think those things get hardly written, written too much unless yeah. someone is really, really interested in your course. They've really bought into it and they want to read every little thing. Um, but I've done it for more SEO purposes. So for my photo, uh, Photoshop effects course, I might say, um, you know, the section might be called how to create a, um, Instagram Photoshop effect. Mm -hmm. And then for the description, I'll say in this Photoshop, in this Instagram Photoshop effect, you're going to learn and then I'll list like three bullet points Mm -hmm. or two bullet points or something. So uh, it's kind of a copy and paste, but it's a very easy way for me to pop in that Photoshop effects keyword over and over again and then add in a little couple benefits that you're going to learn in that particular section or the lecture that I've written it for. Yeah. So overall with your titles, your subtitles, your description, everything, the key is to include keywords and the benefit of the course. What will students be learning? How will they be learning it? And what separates it and differentiates it from the other courses on on Udemy or online? Why will someone in, want to enroll in your class um, specifically? Any other thoughts or ideas before we wrap it up? No, I think we uh, hit it pretty good. I think we've covered uh, pretty much a lot of the basis. Just remember that you're writing to humans. Uh, we yeah. talk a lot about SEO, and you do want to be able to be found. So it's important to have those keywords and be found on Google and on Udemy and so forth. But remember that you are ultimately writing for this to a person because you want them to buy into your course and your product so that you can teach them and help them out. So keep that in mind when you're writing this stuff out. You know, don't just make it robotic. Really think about that person that you want to talk to. Yeah, I love it. Right to people, not to robots. So, <laughs> <laughs> who, well, robots might be taking our classes someday, but uh, <laughs> no, they'll be teaching us. Anyways, uh, Jeremy, thanks for being on the show with me again today. Everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any ideas for topics that we haven't covered yet, let us know. We've got a number of topics that are coming up. We're working our entire way through creating, launching, publishing, and selling our courses. So hopefully you're enjoying this season of the Online Course Masters show. As always, head over to onlinecoursemasters.com. Number one, click that community tab to join the Facebook group. And number two, check out the mentorship program. If you're interested in taking this to the next level, if you need that extra bit of help, we have a program that can walk you through the entire process, not just for Udemy, but for any other platform that you're working on that will take you from zero to hero with your own online courses. So check that out. Of course, leave a review and a rating wherever you're listening to the podcast. We definitely appreciate that. And until next time, have a beautiful week and we'll see you in the next episode.